0: Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their sole purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 35, and I'll be talking to Kyle Aubrey Green, one of America's most sought-after youth motivational speakers. His speeches captivate, motivate, and rejuvenate his listeners' interaction. He believes that every person can be great. Some need a little motivation to help them get there. In 2015, Kyle self-published his first book, The Mentality Changer, a journey to help change how you once thought about you. And in 2020, he later co-authored his second book, Father-Daughter Goals, revealing how a beautiful bond between a father and daughter was formed by a simple promise. During the global pandemic, Kyle launched his latest business endeavor the greatest of all time, also known as the GOAT Academy, which is designed to help and inspire business owners and influencers to grow their brands in their respective industries. So hello and welcome to Kyle. How are you, Kyle, today?
1: Man, I am awesome. Highly favored. How about you?
0: I'm doing really well. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. It seems like you've had so many experiences and so much exposure in different areas of your life that have pivoted you or redefined you or positioned you in a position to motivate others on all areas of their life. Right, right. What happened and where did it all begin?
1: Um, So for me, man, it happened a few years ago when Trayvon Martin was murdered in Sanford, Florida. He was murdered in a city that I've never visited. I've never met his family. I never met anybody associated with Trayvon Martin. But I had um, my son, he came downstairs one day or one night and he said that I can't wear my rock star hoodie anymore because I might get killed like Trayvon Martin. I had the TV on and I was listening to Sabrina Fulton say this could have happened to any one of our sons. And something inside of me, had rose up, like I had like this voice, man. And I'm not sure when God speaks to you, if you hear a voice, but I had something like speak to my subconscious mind and it said, hey, you have to do something because your son cannot go throughout life thinking like that. He can't live in fear. So I went on my social media. I said, hey, what do y'all think about doing a rally for Trayvon Martin? And I called it the 1000 Hoodie March in honor of Trayvon Martin. I didn't do it because it was a white or a black issue. Um, I did it because it was a wrong or a right issue. Nowhere in America can we, somebody be killed and no one not be held accountable for it. Um, so I felt like I needed to do something. Oftentimes, man, we either stand for something or we'll just fall for anything that was my like moment in which I took a stand on just social justice. And if we think about now, what is kind of happening with George Floyd, if we kind of think about what happened with Sandra Blaine, um, with all of these other people who lost their lives, and we've seen it on social media and the uproar, Trayvon Martin really was the first like social media kind of death that really galvanized us. So I did this rally. It went viral in two days. I called it a 1000 hoodie march, 3,700 people showed up at a park. They all showed up because of a dream that I had in my head. And that dream one day, um, well, two days later became a reality for people all over my city. And so that really was what catapulted me into becoming a motivational speaker and me becoming a community, um, not activist, but more of a community advocate. And so I do that now. Um, I absolutely love doing it. People often say when you have these rallies, nothing ever happens. Everybody just kind of goes back into their corner. But that didn't happen with me, man. After that rally on my launch, Kyle Speaks, I started going speaking into schools, speaking into communities, speaking into prisons, DJJ, all of these places really showing people that their life has a purpose and that they're here for a reason. And then spreading love, man, because we live in a world that's consumed with so much hate, love still has to win. So that is what was my redefining moment in my life that really put me in a position that I am today.
0: That's powerful stuff, Kyle. Yeah, man. And what a catalyst, chain of events that have led you into that space. So show me the contrast of being so passionate and so driven and so motivated to make a change, all in the essence of ultimately love.
1: My grandmother raised me and my grandmother, all she had was Um, My middle school education. My grandmother had 18 kids. I got 11 uncles, seven aunts. My grandmother raised me and my sister because my mom chose a life of drugs. I hated my mom when I was a kid because I could not understand, like, you carried me for nine months. Why would you not be there to help me? I I would see how my other friend's mother and their parents would be there. um, And my mom was never there. So my grandmother afforded me the opportunity that I have today. And she did it all through, like, love. My grandmother, she didn't show me loving somebody differently the same way my grandmother loved her white friend when i would go to her house miss smith and we would pick peas with miss smith and then we would go shell out peas on miss smith front porch miss smith would give us a bag for us to take our peas home and and when we were leaving she would give my grandmother a hug and she would give me a hug and a kiss on the top of my head and she would say take care your grandmother and then she would tell me she loved me and then my grandmother would go to her black friend house miss emma jones and she would sit under her carport And the same stories and the jokes and laughs that my grandmother shared with her white friend, she shared with her black friend. So my grandmother showed me an important lesson around love, that you don't just love someone just by the color of their skin. You love them by the content of their character. You love them by what they have in their heart. So everything that I do, man, I lead in love. I focus everything that I do out of love. And I think if I can spread love, man, it'll help make the world a better place. Beautiful.
0: So it's embedded in you.
1: It's deeply embedded in me, and it seems like when my grandmother, when she passed, that her characteristics, her her culture, her tenacity, her like fight, her vigor, all of that was passed down onto me.
0: Mm. What a blessing!
1: Yeah, man, it's super dope. What
0: a blessing! What was life like before? that incident happened where it really catapulted you into this space of doing the Hadi Rally and all that kind of stuff. Even though you had so much love embedded in you, in who you are and moving through life, what was that difference? What was that shift that happened?
1: Before all of that happened, right, I was just the person who kind of went through Life maybe like the, the hamster in the cage and all I was doing was my wheels was just spinning and it seemed like I was just doing that every single day. Um, I, I would work, go home, you know, um, do the same thing, work, go home. you know, like the, the, the cycle of like life. And it wasn't until um, that moment happened. It was really when I figured out what my purpose was in life and my purpose was to bring people together. My purpose, was to speak life into dead situations. My purpose was to give people hope and hopeless situations. My purpose was to show people how they can overcome adversities and circumstances and they don't have to become a product by their environment because I didn't become a product by the environment in which I was raised in. Um, so before the Trayvon Martin rally happened, I think I just kind of um, blindly wondered throughout life. And it wasn't until I did that Trayvon Martin rally that I discovered what my purpose was and now is in life.
0: So powerful to have that crystallized, even right. if it is such a controversial event. Yeah. It's, it's really quite a gift.
1: It is, it is. Um, because, uh, and what's crazy is I used to manage like a hip hop independent artist um, and we kind of started it when we were in college. I had a friend who had money because he kind of did concerts and shows around mm-hmm. campus. And then we had another friend who could rap a little bit and they were like, yo, Kyle, you smart. And it was like, well, let's start this entertainment company. Let's start a record label. And I thought that I was going to be like the next Puff daddy and, and Snook was going to be um, the mm-hmm. notorious B.I.G. and we were going to tackle mm-hmm. the world. And as a manager, you on the you on the back end of the artist. You know, the artist is the focal point. Right. And once I did that Trayvon Martin rally, our roles kind of reversed. Instead of mm-hmm. me being on the back, I was now like the face of a movement. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that Trayvon Martin rally really crystallized like what my purpose was and what mm-hmm. I was here to do. Because everybody life has a purpose, man. You're here for a reason. You're not just here by happenstance. It's something that has to happen here on earth, and it will not happen until you discover your purpose-driven life and you walk into your purpose every single day.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you even more. That is so spot on. In my world, in my life, and in all the people that I support, see, and have come across, there's always a pivotal piece that defines them and that really gives them that element of passion, that drive, that purpose. Right. So from taking a back seat to now taking a front seat in your life, what are the attributes you feel define you now in who you are rather than who you were?
1: I think now if you just think about the, the attributes, it would have to be like you know, like growth mindset, Um, just changing your mindset. Once you change how you view certain situations, um, situations change, Um, having just like a winning attitude, Um, thinking that I can win in everything. Because sometimes, man, when you take like a loss, some people look at themselves as a loser, but if you lose and you learn the lesson in the loss, you still pretty much win. So um, just having like the right mindset, creating the right culture about me, like being the same person on social media that I am in real life, being my authentic self. Um, authenticity is really key, it's really important. Um, you know, yeah. I don't call myself the goat for nothing, man. It might be like something that I'd build my brand around, but I really yeah. consider myself like the goat, like the greatest of all time, whether it comes from being a motivational speaker, um, being a brand coach, being a brand influencer, being a self-published author, um, being a community um, activist or advocate, because I'm not like an activist that fight causes and stuff. I'm an advocate. I fight for people in the betterment of my community. Um, so those are just really some attributes or some characteristics that I really try to like live on or kind of stand by when I think about like who I am now.
0: Interesting. And all of that was able to come together in a collection to define your calling so you popping peas in your grandmother's neighbor's porch and having those conversations and being around those people and not knowing just being in a space of love and I want to maybe say contentment if i can say that because that's what i'm feeling and just being in that space of everything's good everything's okay just this is what this is what life is to 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 be in let me start that again so being raised in the space of popping peas with your grandmother on the porch of having that love and feeling the contentment and not having any barriers and just breezing through life as you got older doing the nine of five and it's ticking along it's it's okay it's not fabulous but it's okay how do you know how are you able to recognize whether that nine of five it's okay is or could be part of just your life purpose.
1: So it doesn't necessarily mean that your nine to five can't be the thing that you're passionate about or that what your purpose is tied to Um, because everybody can't be like the boss, right? So you need workers. Everybody can't be like the chief. You need the Indians. Like everybody can't be the queen bee. You need the worker bees. But I think like it's so much more to a person's life. Because if we think about it, if we were to remove that nine to five job
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: did the thing that we loved the most where money wasn't an issue and we were able to do that and wake up every single day and, and love doing that, that's really where your passion lies. That's the that's like where your gifts that you have that's locked inside of you internally. Once you unlock those gifts that live on the inside of you, you discover your purpose and you discover the thing that you're most passionate about. That's when you really like live a life, and I'm not saying if you don't find your purpose or you don't think you find your purpose, you don't live a, a, a good, fulfilling life, but it's just something different when you know what you know and you know that what you're doing makes a positive impact on society. So, and whether if that's working a nine to five and you changing the culture um, at your job and you changing lives at your job and you that person where people come to for advice, then yeah, that's probably your purpose. You probably found it, and that's um, a good thing.
0: That's right. That's right. It's having that deeper sense of fulfillment. Right. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I often see it with friends and family members who, family members, they work the nine to five, but that joy and that fulfillment and that love that they receive and give is with their family, is with their kids, is in those moments. And I think that's a beautiful way to be. I want to say, but there's something else.
1: Yeah. 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 When you find that something else, you know what it is. Like, you know, when you find it, like I did not think that I was going to be this motivational speaker. I did not think that I was going to be a self-published author. I didn't think that I would ever be able to even write a book because when I was a kid growing up, I couldn't even read. I can remember um, when it was my turn to read in like elementary and middle school, I would raise my hand and go to the bathroom or ask, could I go see the nurse? Because I didn't want my friends to know that I could not read. So now that I have a book on Amazon that's wildly popular, five-star reviews, not any that I paid for, everything organic, people um using my book in schools to to teach i have villages in ghana um who use my book with their villagers to help just educate them on like the american language man i had no idea that i would do anything like that but once i discovered my purpose and once i found out it was something bigger than me it was something um, that i had to do more um i really started living like a a fulfillment like a It's almost like I was Neil in the matrix and I've like fulfilled the prophecy.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. You took the other pill. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. You're like, the other one's not working. It's time to take the other one. Perfect. So let me ask you out of more curiosity. I know we talked about the actual experience of that change, that shift, that having that deep purpose and fulfillment and that being an advocate for individuals. But what was that internal dialogue like for you, your thoughts, the feeling in your body, how you translated that and maybe negotiated it with um, your grandmother if she was around at that time or your partner or your kids or your colleagues or friends how did you translate that feeling and that mental cycle that happens in our mind because the, the thoughts are so powerful? What was that?
1: People always said, whether it's friends, family, um, they, they would always say like, yo, Kyle, I, I knew you would do something like this. Like, you know, how people oftentimes see something in you that you do not see within yourself. Like my mentor, Reverend Senator Clemente Pinkney, who was murdered in his church in Charleston, South Carolina on June 17, 2015, he saw something in me that I did not see within myself. And when he found me, not necessarily found me, because I always kind of knew him because we're from the same hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he came back and spoke and I told him that I was about to have a daughter um, at the age of 16 in the 10th grade. He said, yo, Kyle, I don't really care about like what happened, like in that situation. Right. He said, man, I see how you can become. All I care about is what you're going to do with the next part of your life. Mm -hmm. And so he saw something in me that I did not see within myself. He saw my potential for greatness. And everybody has that potential for greatness that's inside of them. And sometimes it takes somebody else seeing it, telling you, yo, it's something, there's something there, something deeper inside of you. And so I would have family friends, Charmaine, my wife, she would tell me, my, um, like, yo, Kyle, like, you're supposed to speak, you're supposed to help people, you're supposed to bring people together. I'm like, nah, I'm supposed to be this music industry person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the, those incidents happened, like with Trayvon Martin, then with my mentor, it really just magnified um, and amplified the calling on my life, the purpose in my life. And it just made me know that um, what I was doing was the right thing.
0: Yeah. So it was a deeper sense of knowing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a deeper sense of other people knowing and then you finding out and having almost like that epiphany, like, yo, wow, like, why my mom was on drugs when I was a kid? Why my dad wasn't there? Why did I have a daughter when I was 16? Why was I educated in one of the worst school districts? Why could I not read when I was a kid? You know, why was I raised with my elderly grandmother? I didn't understand any of that stuff until I started living my purpose driven life, going to speak at schools and then having students say, yo, man, Mr. Kyle, man, um, I'm going through what you went through and you gave me hope because if you made it out, then that mean that I can make it out. And so at the end of the day, man, your, your whole purpose in life is really to inspire somebody, really to motivate somebody, really to give somebody hope that it's a, better, it's a better way, it's the better situation that you're currently going through. And so that's what I do. That's what I give.
0: Beautiful. Was there a moment of doubt? Because we know this, we've all been in this situation where other people keep saying things to you. You're good at this and you're good at that and you might want to rethink this or whatever that looks like. So other people can see it, but you knowing and believing it for yourself are two different things
1: right 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 so I I did once doubted myself because I wasn't getting a lot of speaking engagements Mm -hmm. and I was like man like maybe I'm not good enough or maybe my speeches aren't as good as I think they are or maybe I'm really not impacting people the way that I feel and then so like I like most people we kind of well, we try to talk ourselves out of something because we think that this is not really what we're supposed to do. And then we have like a, 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 another moment because our life is all about moments, right? And all I do is take moments and then I turn them into movements. And I'll tell anybody that's listening, any moment in your life, man, take it, have a compound effect and then make it into like a movement. So um, the, the Trayvon Martin thing happened first. A few Then a few years after that, my mentor was murdered. And then a few years after that, I was asked to come speak at um, you know graduations. And moments after that, I would be asked to come speak at Burt's Bees. Um, I would then be asked to come speak at uh, like all of these like big events, these big stages. Mm-hmm. And then it just showed me like, yo Kyle, like you doubting yourself. That was just really like a test and everybody has to go through this test to give them their testimony. Everybody has a mess that they can turn into that message. Um, so it was just a test that I went through. Luckily, um, I didn't give up on the test and I passed and I'm still here yeah. today to tell you that I made it.
0: Beautiful, I love that, I love that. And it the they're all moments of testing. They're all moments yeah. of, are you in this for the long haul or are you in this for the short haul? Yeah. Is this a long time game for you or just a little snippet of an experience? What does that look like?
1: Right, right.
0: So with that being said, and all that you have done and the speaking, the books and the movement and really coming into the forefront of who you are and stepping into that leadership, powerful role and a role model, What else is your intention in moving forward? What seems to be the next, be it natural step or inspiration for you?
1: Yeah, so for me, I think that that is around branding, right? I was able to build my brands into what they are today. You know, whether you look at just the brand that I've built on social media, if you look at the brand that I just built as a speaker, um, if you look at, like, my brand with my books, um, if you look at my brand with my basketball training academy that I have for kids. Um, before COVID happened, I had one of the biggest basketball training programs um, in Columbia, South Carolina. So if you look at all of those things, right, And then I started helping other people who had businesses build their brand. And I would do it free of charge when the pandemic happened. And since it was no place to speak because, you know, you couldn't gather in in large groups. Mm -hmm. um, I had like this other moment where I heard this voice and it was like, imagine how hard you would go for somebody's business if they paid you to help build their brand. Mm -hmm. And so now I think in this next kind of space, in this next kind of purpose-driven life, it's to help really, people develop good, authentic, strong brands. Um, I just got, like, this opportunity with Schleck, um, their razor blades, like, I'm, um, they want me Mm -hmm. to be an influencer um, for their brand, Um, so that's, like, my biggest brand deal or endorsement or um, campaign that I've been a part of, Um, so I'm so super happy about that, that. yeah, so I kind of see, like, that, yeah, man, yeah, I appreciate it, so I kind of see, like, that's starting to happen now, um, where I just help people grow their brand, mm-hmm. and then now companies see me and they see that everything that I built, and now mm-hmm. they want to use me to help push their brand. So I think that that's kind of where things are slowly shifting. You know, as I still speak um, okay. and still do kind of the other things that I, that's another um, space is to help really the small businessman or businesswoman really scale and grow their their brand um, in their business.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, it's pow- It's powerful when you come from a place of substance, and you have a following, and you've built a track record, and people can really relate to you. Right. Um, so not only is it powerful for s- some of the bigger brands out there, the product brands, but it's ultimately your service and your offering that you're sharing with them by aligning right. with them right
1: yeah 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 that's, that's beautiful. Good. so that's what's beautiful. gonna
0: happen once we come out of COVID are you gonna continue speaking is what's that space gonna look like for you
1: yes yeah, so I'm definitely gonna go and continue that I've been slowly starting to get back into it I've been doing some virtual I've done an in-person it was a a men's retreat with this church. Um, We were designed to win, I think was like their theme. Um, So everybody like had on like masks. So like that, I was happy to kind of be back just out. That was in um, Georgia. So I had to travel for that event. So I felt good to kind of be back and to be around people. I've been doing some um, virtual like speaking events. I did South Carolina, all of their student athletes Sports Report Leadership Summit, and that was really good. Nice. Um, had like 400 student athletes on that I spoke to. Um, so I'm kind of yeah, you know, I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready to you know continue to like really just shape and impact people's lives and really to inspire them and give them hope. Um, especially in in the times that we live in now, man. Sometimes all you need is a little hope, and all you need is a little bit of inspiration, um, and it can help get you over. And then once you get over your tough times, once you overcome, you know, all of your adversity and you kind of like defeat whatever that is in front of you, you're like, yo, if I beat that, man, I can be anything. So I'm excited to get back into that.
0: Yeah. It's that one hump, so to speak, right? That one hurdle, that one test, if you will, that will come to you, will make you question where you are. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. I'm excited for you in all that you have done and all what is bubbling up ready for you to claim in the next phase of this. So thank you so much, Kyle, for taking the space and the time to share your story and share your nuggets of wisdom and that passion and drive that I can really sense. Thank you so much for sharing this. I really appreciate it
1: no problem thank you so much for having me and for anybody that's listening man don't let anybody talk you out your dreams I don't care if you have the dream the size of a mustard seed man all you need is just that mustard seed side of faith and you can turn your dreams into a reality in the eyes of people all over the world and somebody like me did it and I know if I could do it I know that you can do it too
0: beautiful I love that thank you so much Kyle thank you I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.